0: This is the Creative Alchemy Podcast, and I'm your host, Monique Pantel. Here, we explore creativity and life through story, synchronicity, and tales of possibility. This is a place for artists and dreamers to share wisdom, inspiration, and empower you to explore your own creative life. Together, we hold space to speak dreams into reality and share transformative ways of creating and living life. Let's dream, alchemize and create. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Creative Alchemy. Shannon Hastings describes herself as multi-passionate, a creative entrepreneur wearing many titles, photographer, business mentor, brand influencer, just to name a few. She's been in business for herself for over 10 years and shares lessons, stories and challenges through business, life and love. Over the past several years, her two businesses, Photography and Monate, have flowed in such a complimentary way. It's led way to Shannon living the most authentic version of herself and creating the life of her dreams. I'm so excited to welcome Shannon to the podcast because, to me, her positive outlook on life is absolutely contagious. Um, I've watched her personally um, transform her life, and it's just been my pleasure to have you on the podcast. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time during the craziest season as a photographer.
1: Yeah.
0: We're in August right now, and as a photographer for so many years, I know like August, you were in the guts of it. You're already sort of behind with all of your editing and you still can't see the end of the tunnel of the shoots because winter is not close. No. <laughs> so you are in really the the thick of it. So I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. Yeah. How is photography going? Because we met when you were not a photographer. We met through the yoga world and we had met through a training in Vancouver and we got to spend Mm -hmm. a weekend together. And it's been so cool to watch your journey because I got to see you as someone who didn't even consider themselves as, as a photographer.
1: Mm-mm. You
0: are a yoga teacher and now you are, I sent you a message a few days ago and I said, the way that I see you living and sort of, you know, breathing and expressing yourself through your business and really like living life is exactly how I was a few years ago. So traveling a lot, just feeling so in the flow. But even more so, it's just it's really filling my heart up because you are so in love. You and your partner, Blair, are just so happy. And, yeah. you know, you're all of these wonderful things are happening in your life. And I'd love to hear just how things are going for you and and maybe a little bit about your photography journey.
1: Yeah. So when we met, yes, I was a yoga instructor. I taught yoga for a long time. And then I opened a yoga studio, across CrossFit gym, and it was a clinic. It was like a multidisciplinary facility with me. And I think there was five other people. Like it was a lot. So we ended up opening this space. It was so beautiful. Like it was great, really rooted in community. I learned so much about business, but this is where I picked up photography is because I was doing all of our social media mm-hmm. and basically Taught myself how to brand a business that was not a thing yet. Like we started, it was an old blockbuster. And yeah, and we renovated it from the ground up. And, you know, like you're starting a new business in a small town and we had to generate interest. So social media obviously is the way to go. And then I just evolved through promoting our business, promoting my yoga. And I really wanted to have images of people that were members like I didn't want to keep going on Pinterest especially for mm-hmm. yoga like mm-hmm. I wanted people to actually look like people that we see every day that come to our classes like you know so I actually got a camera as a Christmas gift I think it was the Nikon like d3400 like it wasn't yeah. a full frame, it wasn't a full frame camera and I don't even remember which lens it had but it probably just, the it,
0: kit which is you know kit, it yeah. is what it is
1: Which, like, I didn't know anything about it, but I think I shot on auto. As you do? (laughs) Yep. And I just started taking pictures of, like, people working out and then started, like, obviously, with consent, getting some pictures of, like, yoga poses and stuff like that to promote our business. And then from there, long story short, I ended up leaving my business partnership. It was just a lot at the time. Like, I look back now with so much. Gratitude for the whole experience. But in the moment, it was very toxic. It was just not a good business partnership. There were a lot of hands in the pot. And honestly, I poured my heart and soul into this. Everyone knew me as this business because it was the town I pretty much grew up in. So everyone came and it was great. And then when I left, I had nothing like, I had nothing. I had to move back in with my parents and I just didn't have a job anymore. And so the only thing that I had was photography. And I, in my mind, like, I didn't really have that either, but I just had nothing else. So that was like my catapult into my photography career. And I feel like in the mess comes all of this magic, right? Like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have started the way that I did unless I had to, like my back was against the wall. So how am I going to pay? I mean, obviously my overhead was low. Thank God I could live with my parents. I had mm-hmm. that privilege, but I had nothing else. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting.
0: Cause you take us back to this place where you're, you know, living in your parents' basement and not sure which way to turn. You were a business owner in your gym and then you're like, shit, how do I turn this around? Oh especially when your identity is wrapped up into mm-hmm. what you what you do and what people know you as and then to be able to pivot it takes a lot of courage to do that i think people get really stuck in situations they don't want to be in just by the fact of the fear yeah of pivoting of trying something new of reinventing themselves because that is so scary because if everyone else knows you as a certain thing then the idea of transitioning to try something different is so scary but it's so interesting because that to me was so we're talking 2018 2019 and it's now 2022 so maybe 3 3 between 3 and 4 years later you have transformed your life into mm-hmm. the most beautiful authentic i mean i watch you and you are a magical floating butterfly mm-hmm. who sprinkles positivity on everything and everyone you touch and it's the most wonderful thing to watch cool. and you've really found your flow um both in life and in business and i'm sure you'll say something to the effect of you know i followed my heart but i'm just really curious how did you find your flow like mm-hmm. when you were in this dark place and, well, I don't know if it was a dark place, but it must have been incredibly difficult. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I know what that's like to have to move back to your parents' house and really start from ground zero. How did you find your flow and when did you realize you were in it? Because there's like a moment where you're like, okay, this is going, okay, this is cool. and And like, I would love to know how you found your flow and when you knew you were in it.
1: Yeah. The years from 2018 to 2020 or even 2021 are so chaotic. And I look back now like, holy shit, how did I make it through all of that? So just a synopsis, I was in business with my ex-husband. He was one of our business partners. And then him and I made the decision to leave our business. And we moved in with my parents and it was a dark place. It was a very dark place for me because and I've talked about this on other podcasts where as someone who has always been the nice girl, the good girl, kind to everybody, well-liked by everybody, I had never had an experience where I was being shit talked on the internet, bullied, mm. like going through legal things with lawyers. Like it was a big eye-opening experience for me that I had to go through and I'm very grateful for it now, but you know, we were in business with our friends, our members were our friends, like all these transactional relationships you think are your friends. And it's like a breakup. It was totally a breakup. It was a divorce. And so that was, again, if I didn't go through that, I probably, cause I had no other safety net. And yes. that's the thing when it comes to like reinventing yourself or starting something new or starting the side hustle. It's like, I had to, it wasn't an option for me. Mm. So when I started photography photography. I mean, I'm a Sagittarius, and I'm, like, a Sagittarius through.
0: Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, no wonder. Fire, maybe. baby, fire, like, baby, fire.
1: <laughs> like, I'm a Sag through and through. If you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it and prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah, so I think I was trying to prove a point of I'm good. Like, I and I was, but I'm good my ex and I, well, actually, we were engaged at this time. I need to talk about this because this is how I got into wedding. So we were engaged. And then in this like six to eight month period post leaving our business, we ended up getting married, which I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we were just clinging to each other, I think, in chaos. And again, one of those moments where you're like, you know, in your heart, like this is not what I want, but you're in so far deep and maybe we can talk about this like wed- weddings. But Like, so that happened when you're so far deep
0: and you're on the railway track and it's going one way and you're just like, well,
1: well, I guess this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So we ended up getting married and then after that we moved out, we had our own place. And then a week before our one year anniversary, he walked in and was just like, I don't love you anymore. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to work on anything. We have been like, obviously it wasn't great on both Mm -hmm. ends, but I look at that time of my life again with gratitude because as shitty as it was and as hurtful and like as much as I felt blindsided, it does take courage to end something. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wasn't happy either. And if he didn't do it, then It would have taken me a lot longer because I'm so loyal to get there. Yeah, (laughs) to get there. So then, yeah, we ended up breaking up like kind of out of nowhere. This was the summer of 2019. It was July 30th. I still remember. And I was at that time teaching yoga kind of all over. I had like got back out into the game, like just teaching all over. Doing photo shoots here and there for people. And then I just started leading a yoga retreat as well. So I was doing all of these things to try and make ends meet. And then when this bomb, this second divorce, like dropped on my life, I was very much, well, I obviously took some time. I disconnected. Mm-hmm. I was not on social media, obviously, but I felt okay. Like after a couple of weeks, after a couple of weeks, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to do weddings. And that was my first thing where people were starting to ask about weddings and I didn't have a reason to say no. Whereas when I was married, I was thinking, okay, we're going to settle down. Like, I don't want to be working weekends every weekend. And then when we separated, I was like, again, my back's against the wall. How the F am I going to pay my bills?
0: And you're like, I'm available.
1: (laughs) I guess I'm doing weddings. So (laughs) I just need to tell this one story because this is like so pivotal of how this happened. So we Broke up July 30th, 2019. Mm -hmm. I had a wedding two weeks later, which went, okay, like obviously cried all the way there, cried all the way home, cried at the first dance. Like I just was crying through this wedding. Nobody knew. Like Mm -hmm. nobody knew what was going on with me. And then two weeks after that, I had my first like big wedding. I would say it was like a hundred people. It was my first full day thing. Did it again, cried all the way there, cried all the way back. It was amazing. And then I think maybe a month or so after that, my hard drive crashed. No. I've
0: never told this story and I need to, but like, oh my gosh, it's a therapy to get it out. That has never happened to me. And this is something that happens to a lot of photographers because there is no sort of main school of photography. It's all sort of self-taught. And if you don't have the right mentor or if you don't have the right sort of person telling you, you actually have to back up your files times three. Yes. It's the 321 method, is what it's called. But a lot of people, when you're first starting out, don't know the 321 method. And I'm guessing that 2019 Shannon didn't know the 321 method.
1: <gasps> I had oh, one dear. hard drive and I only had, like, because again, I was like, had a couple shoes here and there. I had a couple memory cards and one hard drive. So, did I not put all the photos on this hard drive and delete them off the memory card? So then when this hard drive crashed, I had to send it into this like data recovery place Mm -hmm. five grand later that I didn't (gasps) have. No, they didn't even get a lot of them back. No, So I was going through this behind the scenes. I didn't tell the couple I did deliver their their gallery. It had like, I think six or 700 photos, like a lot of options, but it was missing some key moments of like her walking down the aisle with her dad I think some of, like, the dances were also missing. And, like, when you look at the corrupted files, they were, like, rainbow. You know, like, they were gone. Yeah. So when I sent her the album, she texts me saying she loved them. We loved them. Just wondering if there's any more photos of my dad and I walking down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> oh so then I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, call me. She calls me. I bawl. I tell her what's going on. She didn't know about my divorce. She didn't know about the hard drive. I was like, I'm literally losing all my hair at this point. <sighs> I was so... Stress about Shannon. Pandemic. But I'm like, thank God, this hard drive happened. I didn't even think about my divorce. Like, what divorce? Like, oh my God!
0: <laughs> because <laughs> when something happens like that, and it's people's photos and memories, especially weddings. Oh my goodness! Like my, li- I'm t- my life is over. I haven't had something like that happen, but I've had something similar where, like, you know, you tell people, please download all of these photos. Uh, It was a wedding video. That's actually how I started wedding photography is I started doing wedding films. This is like 2014. (laughs) And oh my gosh, I remember, okay, you need to download this file, make sure it's downloaded, you know, tell the couple a few times. Great. Okay. Rolls around 2018, 2019. Hey, could I have that wedding film? Uh, what? no, you have it because you downloaded it, you know? So then you have to oh scrounge back into like old hard drives of, if you know, and you do data storage with files and things like five years ago is three lifetimes ago yeah. in a photographer's lifetime. So, oh my gosh. So what did you do? She called, you cried.
1: They were happy with the images and I refunded them like I was full. Like, I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. And on this was like my first big wedding. So I think I charged like 1500 bucks or something like that. And I ended up Mm -hmm. like refunding her. And then like, you know, a year or two later, they ended up having a baby. And so I was like, let's just do a a family session on me, please. You could have ruined my life. Like you could have ruined my career. That was the first like big wedding that I had. And I (laughs) lost your images. Like, uh, so any, anyway, they were disappointed, but they were understanding and it taught me Well, it taught me a lot, first of all, about, like, back end, backing up. But also, there's only so much you can do with technology. And I just, like, that happening felt like my life at that time. It was so chaotic. These things always happen when you're saying, yeah, you're spread too thin. There's too much. You're not being careful. It slips through the cracks. And then you're, like, you have to check yourself. Like, this happened because of you. And that's the thing with being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. It's, like, you have to call yourself out all the time to be better. Yes. yes. I am so
0: with you and shit only hits the fan when you don't have your shit together. Yes. Maybe not always, but you can kind of draw a line to connect the two. If thing if you know things are kind of swirling and things are mm-hmm. falling slipping through the cracks, as you said, it's a good time to kind of look in the mirror and be like, Okay, like am I too busy? What's going on? I need to check yeah. in with myself and Yeah,
1: so that was the catapult of the wedding.
0: Like career. Wow. And your that first experience better. was hard. Wow. And you kept going. That's pretty inspiring because I think a lot of people would hang up their cameras after that because that is hard. That's awesome. Those I mean. are hard conversations yes. to have yes. to call up somebody and say, hey, I have yeah. really bad news, for, especially for a wedding or like, you know, big moments yeah. like that. Oh, thank you for sharing that story because I'm sure you've been keeping that deep in your, in your fanny pack.
1: <laughs> I'm like, how do I, it's like something that you want to share, but you also don't because you don't want to put the seed in people's heads thinking I'm going to lose your images. No, like that was like, no. you know, years ago, 19, but yeah. yeah. Years ago
0: when you first started and these are like lessons learned, lessons yeah. learned. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not only in business, it's just like, that's life. This is like, the point of life is to learn these lessons and move through them through grace and, you know, have the difficult conversations and learn and grow from them.
1: Yeah, it did get better from (laughs) theirs.
0: (sighs) Ah. So you brought us to a dark time again. (laughs) Number two, number Number Dark time number two. Um, So when did you feel like you were really, like, getting into the flow of things? Because you are totally in it. You are flying to the Bahamas. Your hair is long and luscious. You are photographing beautiful couples in beautiful locations. And you're like, every day is another day that I don't work out. But then I check in on social media and you're, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You've done your morning workout. I'm like, dang, Shannon is 2019, 2020 Mo. Yeah,
1: I'm not a mom yet, so I'll be coming to you when I have a baby. Like, how are we doing this?
0: You You know, know. I don't know how some mothers do it, but you know, I'm just on a pause phase right now, and that's okay. It's okay. It feels good. And you know, Luis and I and the baby went out on the balcony yesterday morning and we did a little yoga, and it was
1: so cute. So
0: fun. Yeah. So when did you feel like you were in the flow? When did it start?
1: So I started SNL was my business name, SNL, ESS and E-L-L-E. And People always ask me what that means. And I just didn't want to be my name when I had started, because when I originally started, I wanted to do content photography, branding, social media marketing, because that's what I was doing with my former business. So I was like, if I hire employees, you know what I mean? So S. Is Shannon and then L is Lee, my middle name. So S and L. People are like, oh, that's so cool. But when I started again wanting to do content, that quickly turned into people. And then obviously when I left my business and then my divorce, this turned into weddings. So after that whole shit storm of the like losing the images again, I had my back against the wall. I almost had like no other option, but to promote myself. Like nobody knew what was going on with my divorce. Nobody knew what was going on behind the scenes. Like that's why Instagram is a highlight reel. Yeah. So when I started, I just kept shooting. Like I was shooting my friends' businesses. Obviously, you know, Lululemon, I worked there and it's like, you meet people that just have a business. Everyone has a side hustle. So Mm -hmm. I got in with, One of my good friends, Erin, she started an apparel company. So I started shooting them and then it just honestly spiraled until weddings came along and I started to feel very in flow. I honestly felt like in flow right away. Like when I was booked and busy, not so much with the back end of things. Like I took your workshop. That was a pivotal time for me because I didn't even know what aperture was. (laughs) I didn't even know. (laughs) Wait, had had you shot a wedding and you didn't know it.
0: Stop. You shot a wedding and you didn't know what aperture was. You came to that. You did shot a wedding. Yes. Oh my gosh. And in, in that workshop, I always say, if you're taking this workshop and you're feeling really confident and you're thinking, oh, maybe I could do a wedding. I would strongly encourage you to not. You're going to feel really confident to do a wedding and to start doing photography. I know how great the workshop is. Like people like you have come out of it so many times. But I always caution people because there's things like the three two one rule of backing up files oh and other, and, you know, like other things that you know it looks like kind of an easy job from Instagram because it's a highlight reel. But there's just mm-hmm. so much more behind the scenes, as you know now. Like it's such an intense job. Being a wedding photographer is such an intense job. You are an emotional support person. You are a technician. You are uh, basically a wedding planner. It's a planner, yeah. Yeah, especially if there's, even if there is a planner on the floor coordinating the day, you are right next with them. You are the third wheel with the photographer. You are like, Oh my gosh, you are so many things on top of having to capture all of these like magical memories and then it doesn't start the day of the wedding it starts yeah. way before then. Oh, yeah. And then it doesn't end the day of the wedding. It's editing and there's so many more aspects to it. So anyone who's a wedding photographer, I'm just mm-hmm. like, you, you know how to work hard. You are a yes. hard worker. You hustle. Yeah. And so wait, you came to photo one and one. And had, I had shot a wedding and didn't know what aperture was. I love this. Co- this is like but, the
1: confession of Shannon. <laughs> <Not> like, honest, <laughs> my first like wedding was at a restaurant. It was like super intimate. This was pre your workshop. Like I didn't know what aperture was. I didn't have a full frame camera. They were just kind of like, it was a whole thing around. Don't worry. You know, they just want like a couple photos. Like yeah. they just want some. So I was like, okay, no problem. Here I am shooting inside in the winter, not knowing what aperture was. I like light pothead, like pot, pothead, potlight lighting. You know what I mean? So yeah, from there, like obviously taking your workshop, I totally understood my camera. Then Mm -hmm. I started to understand. I still am learning to this day about different settings or why didn't this turn out the way I wanted or, you know, and I would just come home after a shoot and YouTube it. And I would look it up and I would Google it and I would figure out like, Hey, why was this not in focus and why is this blurry or whatever? So I think just every single shoot and I am grateful that I had a community of people that were just supporting me no matter what, like my photos back then I look and I'm like, Oh, she just really went for it. I just Mm -hmm. went for it because I had no other option. And then obviously you evolve as time goes on, you learn more. And now it's funny because December of 2019, when I did start money, that was like, again, out of fresh out of my divorce, not knowing how I was going to pay my bills, doing things to make ends meet. This starting brand influencing made sense to me on social media. And then I made the decision a couple months later to leave yoga. I was done with yoga. Like I didn't want to do it anymore. This was, I think, February of 2020. And then COVID hit. I was like, I'm going to do weddings only. I'm leaving yoga. And then COVID hit. So COVID was like a pretty dark time for my photography business. Obviously, weddings weren't happening. Shoots weren't happening. It was illegal in Canada. Like it was wild. The restrictions and everything was illegal. Everything was, you know, eventually you were allowed to do commercial shoots, but you can do personal. I had the cops come one time to one of my photo shoots to make sure there weren't too many people or you weren't doing a personal shoot. It was wild. (gasps) Wow. Yeah, so like I was basically unemployed at the beginning of COVID, and so this is I'm two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I look at where I am now versus even when Blair and I first started dating, it's like a completely different life. Like I really took COVID and ran with that time
0: to right. build
1: because so you couldn't again.
0: you couldn't shoot. Well, no yeah. one could shoot, and so you mentioned Monate. Can you tell people what that is? Because I think someone listening might not know what it is. I didn't know what it is. So I would love to hear what it is because you are probably the last person that I would ever imagine to jump on board Mm -hmm. to do the Monate sort of, what do you call it? Like brand ambassador sort of position. So tell us what it is. And I want to talk about how that has come into your life.
1: Yeah. So basically it's a hair care and skincare company. It's a direct sales model. So it's an MLM. And like, as soon as you say MLM, a lot of people have whatever, they're going to think a certain way about the model or the products or whatever. I really had to kind of see that for what it was because being in the wellness industry, I had so many cold messages from people like selling isogenics or Arbonne or Beachbody, a lot of those other direct sales companies where they, you know, you would get cold messages from people that you don't know. And that was the taste that I had in my mouth around direct sales. And then again, fast forward, I'm going through my divorce. I'm kind of like, what am I going to do to make ends meet? My friend starts, she she was doing monet for a while and she was winning all these awards. Her hair looked amazing. Her energy around it was attractive. Like I was attracted to the way she was doing it because it's attraction marketing, the way she was running. It's not cold messaging. So anyway, long story short, I started using the products, again, hair care, skin care, loved them. I joke that I had like 12 hairs before.
0: No, I, I knew, Shannon, 12 hairs yes. when Shannon I first met hairs. you. I remember, not to say that I remember your hair being a certain way, but you do photos of like throwback and yes. you show what your hair used to look like. And that's who I met. That's who I remember yeah. knowing. And now- your hair is like a lioness. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, and gosh. so I wanted you to introduce Monate and talk about the fact that they're an MLM because I don't associate you as, and maybe I'm the same way that I'm like, oh my gosh, don't talk yeah. to me about, yeah. you know, Arbonne or any of those kind of things. But for some reason, when you do it, I'm like, should I start selling hair oh. oil? <laughs> she keeps going to the Bahamas in Vegas. I want to go to... Oh hair oil and do that too but it's more than that it's like it's really cool when you can show the transformation that you've had not only in your hair but you just like that's why I was so excited to have you on the podcast is because your energy is so contagious you are such an open book and it's so cool to see you do so well like I love seeing people just bloom blossom thrive do it like and it's just it's so lovely to see you do that. And so yeah, so you. tell me how I guess Monate has opened your your world in, in new ways, because you're doing the same thing as this girl yeah. that you knew you're winning awards, you're flying to different places, you're bringing your wonderful partner, Blair, on these trips. And
1: it's yeah. <laughs> really neat. Yeah, honestly, like, it's not for everyone. It's, it's like entrepreneurship in general. Like it kind of makes me laugh sometimes when people say about direct sales models or anything. It's like, well, you're not, you're guaranteed to lose money. And I'm like, man, if somebody told me that about photography, the investment is so high with photography. Mm -hmm. Nothing was guaranteed. Nothing is ever guaranteed. But I saw money for what it was. I was already promoting products on my Instagram. I had a decent following. I genuinely use and love the products. So it's just was like, well, I might as well start making a commission and I just focused on products. And then people were attracted to the way that I was running my business. And now I have a pretty decent team that are also changing the trajectory of their life. Like there's a girl who I've learned so much from. She has long gray hair. She brings in like $10,000 a month selling hair care. And like people don't know the numbers because we're not allowed to say and blah, blah, blah. Like, are you not allowed to say? You're not allowed to say what you make. Because that's misleading and we're regulated by the FTC and the anti-MLMers like really come for you if you're being misleading. And I I totally understand it. Like I see both sides of why people don't like the business model or they think it's predatory or whatever. But Mm -hmm. the biggest lesson for me with money direct sales and the way that I was running it was that. Two truths can exist. Like I was having a really good experience. A lot of my customers were loving the products, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not going to work for everybody, but it was working for a lot of people. My mom, like she got her curls back. She was so happy. You know, it's stuff like that. that you're exactly you're just like, it doesn't need to be this crazy, dramatic thing. Like I just didn't want the drama of it all. I'm like, I'm just over here living my life, doing my thing and growing my hair, growing my hair. (laughs) Imani saved my photography business straight up. Like, as a photographer and a yoga teacher for years, I was like, okay, what course can I create? What kind of passive income can I create? I was just on this, like, okay, am I going to create a yoga app? I, I'm not educated enough to create a photography course. Like, this is what I was always thinking. And then mm-hmm. finally, because I was selling hair care on Instagram and it's a consumable product that people will need to reorder obviously Mm -hmm. I kept making monthly commissions and that is now straight up my passive income and it takes hard work and it takes like resiliency because people are going to say things to you a certain way or like we were in the same boat. Like I just didn't know what it was. I didn't, and no products or business ever spoke to me. The first thing I said to my friend when I wanted to try the products was that, okay, like I'm going to try, but I'm not selling. And then months later, I'm like, okay, I really want to try it, but I'm really nervous of how this is going to fit into my brand. Yeah. (laughs) because I was so nervous and like concerned about what people think, because obviously we all care as much as we think we don't care. So I just had to really get over the fact that people are going to think whatever they're going to think.
0: And well, and that's the thing, you really got to get over yourself. And it sounds like, you know, from the first experience that you had with the first business mm-hmm. um going under and all of the challenges that you had you know people shit talking and really having to kind of like rise from the ashes like that's hard that's so yeah. hard when you know people are talking about you and there's nothing you can do about it but the beautiful thing about you know changing your life or pivoting is Maybe you'll be the latest drama or news for the week or the month, but there's always something else that happens and life goes on and people Mm -hmm. move forward and to lean into that, to know that it's like, it's not forever. And so how cool for you to lean into something new. And I mean, it's obviously working for you.
1: It's going so well. And I talk about this a lot too around, okay, so even if you don't want to sell anything, you don't even want to work the business, you don't want to do any of that. You're still, like we were talking, around so many like minded people that have the same kind of genuine energy. Do you know how many freaking clients I've gotten because of my, I have four Monate weddings this year. I have countless maternity content, family shoots, then the referrals from them. Like when you kind of put on your business hat and you're like, business products aside, this is a whole network of people that I want to get into. Yeah and there are people that do network marketing or direct sales that have multiple businesses because it makes so much sense. It's been so smart for me. Mm. And now I have like the perfect mesh of both. And I'm just, I talked about this yesterday. I'm like, I'm in such a sweet spot. Mm. I finally have hit a sweet spot. And I mean, I'm very extroverted. I'm a Sag. Like, I love people. I love bopping around. So for me to be submerged into like... <laughs> Uh, another pool of people like amazing amazing
0: yeah that's something I really enjoy about my photography business and you know COVID changed things a little bit and now my lifestyle is different but I loved that and I still continue to have like I have this amazing couple um we're doing an engagement session in the fall at Sunshine Village in Banff and I can't wait for it so just you know super adventurous people who value wellness and really being outdoors and, you know, real connection and having their feet dirty and going on adventures, just, it's the best. And so if you can find your crew of people like that, especially as a, as a photographer, but I guess in every, any business, you know, whatever kind of group of people that you your community, it's just, it's the best feeling to find your people. I guess that goes I think, to
1: Yeah. yeah. That's first, destination weddings you did yes okay so I went to Banff actually it was technically Canmore we went to Canmore yay I'm going in a couple I'm going in a couple weeks it's so beautiful isn't it it was so amazing so I know the bride and so Blair and I both went out and then we met her fiance we stayed with them and their wedding was the bride and groom me and then the brooms brother and his fiance and the officiant, we hiked an hour up a mountain. They had their dress like rolled in their pack. They had yep. their a suit. They did a first look on the mountain. They did vows. It was so beautiful. And then we hiked back down and then we did some photos at the Fairmont Springs in bam. And I'm like, this is so cool. People
0: don't realize that that's what it can be. I think people maybe are starting to realize that there's an other alternative to what getting married and what like ceremonies can look like, but oh man, that's exactly it. It's so cool when you, when you get a couple that are just open to do something so different and really be in a magical place and make it so special. Not that, you know, the traditional sort of setup of a wedding Mm. isn't, but just to do something entirely different. different is so, so cool. Wow. How fun. And you
1: stayed with them too. We stayed with them and then we came home. And then the next week we went to Dominican for another destination wedding. And then next week I'm going to Mexico for another destination wedding. Yeah, baby. I swear you're like living, living 2019 mo life. (laughs) Like sans, sans baby. Just like, yeah, to say yes to it all because I know like the next couple of years, like I just want to focus on us and my business. And then from there, yeah, we'll just, you know, see how that goes, but. Yeah. I think I'm just finally at this sweet spot around, I get the best couples. Like every wedding is so fun because it's no drama, chill. Yeah. Yeah. It is the energy around like, like I'm just me, you know, I, I'm not a big production. There's not like five of me. Yeah. And I feel like you attract that intimate energy.
0: Totally. Totally. And,
1: and like attracts,
0: like energy attracts energy and Yes. I'm so, so with you. Wow. Well, I guess as like a lasting note, do you have any advice for creatives looking to find their flow?
1: I would say, I mean, imposter syndrome is such a thing that comes up with the photography and just like visual arts in general, because you're Mm. always looking for inspiration, let's say. And I think you just need to know, like when I go into shoots, I'll ask couples, like, how do you want to feel? Because so much of my work, my art is around feeling like, how do you want to feel? Because if you're feeling happy and fun and carefree and playful, then that's what will come out in your images. So if you can kind of get real with what you want your business to feel like, what do you want every day to feel like? Because yesterday I had this moment where I was like, wow, I used to hustle serving at a restaurant for like six to eight hours to make half of what I make in a photo shoot. Now it's always that perspective around If you want to keep doing this and you want to be successful at it, what is going to keep you going? And it has to be a balanced approach around how do you want to feel? Like you Mm -hmm. want to feel appreciated. You want to feel compensated. You want to feel not burnt out. You want to feel happy. So I feel like, I mean, right now in this place of my life, I'm in such a good place. It obviously hasn't always been like that, but I know it's so good right now. So I'm really just extracting all of the sweetness from my personal life. And I pour that into my clients because I'm so happy. And when I'm happy, they're happy when, you know, so I feel like you have to be good in whatever makes you happy in your day to day. Like I got to go mm-hmm. to the gym or I got to move my body or I have to drink my water. I got to get a good mm-hmm. night's sleep. If you're not good, then your business isn't going to be good. So I think just, it always starts, it starts and ends with you at the end of the day. So if you're in flow, <laughs> in your personal life, then you can like be creative and taking time, taking time off to like, mm-hmm. sit at the beach and just listen and look because we can be in front of our computer screens for hours. And, you know, I think sometimes people might think we're robots or that we can just pump out all of these photos when you're like so much love goes into each image that I handpicked and curated. People don't realize, they don't realize, but, I feel like, again, if you feel compensated, you feel appreciated, you feel happy, you're going to be so good in your business.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your beautiful wisdom and your wonderful stories. I really appreciate you um, telling stories that you've never spoke aloud before. I know how hard that can be. So I really appreciate it. And I know that that'll be so helpful to people in a dark place. Like I know someone right now who is a photographer going through a really hard time and has had to cancel some photography sessions and I think hearing these stories will just be so helpful, you know, to make you feel like, you know, you're not alone if you're going through hard personal times or hard times in your business,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: everyone does. So yeah, thank you so much, Shannon, for being here and sharing your, your energy and sharing your stories and your light. I just think you're so wonderful. I'll have links to Shannon's basically everything in the show notes so you can find her and find her beautiful energy online too and follow all of her adventures so thank you Shannon you're an angel and I can't wait to see what you're up to next
1: thanks so much Produced and distributed by
0: the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga.